So this morning we got Paul with us. Come on up, Paul. Let's pray for Paul. He's got a well in there, and we want to we want to hear what the Lord's going to draw out of it. So, Father, we just thank you for uh, who you're. We receive, Lord, who you sent us this morning. We know, Lord, that um, well, we're just saying, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We receive you in Paul. Lord, it's the anointing that teaches. It's the anointing that teaches, Lord. It's not a man. We don't need no man to teach us, but it's the anointing that teaches, according to 1 John, Lord. And, Lord, that anointing is the Holy Spirit that's in each of us. And so, Lord, I just ask that you would speak to us. We're looking to hear from you now, in Jesus' name. Good morning, everybody. How is everybody? Doing good? The worship was awesome this morning. I'm ready to go home. <laughs> I mean, we had church already. But, no, I feel... Uh, I feel like the Lord's given me something to share with you this morning, and it kind of goes along with what Travis was already talking about. We really are in a season. I mean, we obviously, like Christianity 101 prayer, right? You know, we all need to pray, but man, we are in such a time that we need, we need to pray. I don't know about you, in my own personal life, there's been like a, I don't know what to call it, other than like a grace to pray, past, I don't know, a month or two, I just, there's just been like an ease to pray. Okay. I'm not saying like every day, sometimes you, sometimes you just got to be like, no, I'm going to go pray right now, whether I feel like it or not, but there's a real grace and it's, it's not an accident. Like our country right now is in a crazy time. And, um, I mean, I just heard this the other day. I don't know if you guys heard this, that like, I think it's either on or the week of the presidential election, there's like an asteroid coming very close to the earth. It's like, can this get any weirder? I mean, you know, we had a, we had a earthquake, what, a couple of weeks ago, then we had a hurricane before that. And uh, it's like, now we got asteroids coming closer to our, close to earth. I mean, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and all you do is just kind of laugh. It's like, man, Lord, I know you're in control. I know you're saying something. You're saying something. And I want to know what it is. Because you share your secrets with your friends. John fifteen fifteen, Right? So I really feel like the Lord wants to encourage us this morning to kind of equip and to remind those who are already kind of equipped with, with a heart for prayer and for specifically, um, we've been talking as a leadership team, we're feeling like the Lord is, I mean, gosh, it's our DNA. We're an Ephesians 4.12 church. We are, we're called to be equippers and sender-outers, if that's even a word. <laughs> All through the history of our church, we've always been kind of a smaller church. And uh, I've always asked the Lord, Lord, what is the deal? How come we can't ever keep anybody here to build with? And uh, sometimes we've even fought against it, tried to create like things that, but anyway, um, my point is, is like the Lord spoke to me about it. It's like, Paul, you, you are equippers and sender outers. You equip people. I've called this church to equip and to send out. I mean, we've had seasons where we had 20 Marines driving. Every time the, the doors were open in our house or here, they were coming. Like, I don't know, a couple times a week, driving from Jacksonville, you know. And um, they were just hungry. 
And we would just, we would literally see them being sent out because they were being deployed. You know, they would come, we'd equip them. They were so hungry. It was awesome. And we were just like, I mean, they just couldn't get enough. You know what I mean? And uh, we were believing that as we were sowing in them, they were going all throughout the, literally all throughout the world and being used for the kingdom. And um, so anyway, um, I really feel like um, we're called to be in a concentrated time of prayer during this season. And um, we need to pray for our president. We need to pray for the election. We need to pray for our economy, you know, uh, for our country in general, for our city here, Wilmington, North Carolina, our church, even kind of getting smaller in our focus. Because here's one, and I'm not a doom and gloom kind of like preacher, whatever, you know. Um, I love to see what God's doing. I want to see, the enemy, he's always doing some doom and gloom thing, you know. He just always is. That's just his nature, you know. But I want to see what God's doing, because whatever God's doing, it trumps what the, the idiot is doing, if you know what I mean. And um, I really believe God wants to move in a mighty way. I mean, a move of his Holy Spirit. And we've been talking about it for years. And I don't care if I'm a broker record. I'm going to continue to pursue the purposes of God for this place. And uh, we've talked about it before. You know, God's going to move here in Wilmington. He's going to move here in eastern North Carolina. And it's going to impact this state and maybe even beyond. And um, even even during worship this morning, I know this is like not really totally my message, but I don't... It, even like this, this morning during worship, I heard the Lord just like saying, just keep asking, keep asking. Because what happens when you ask? You receive. What happens when you keep knocking? The doors open. And I feel like he's really encouraged. I know we're just like a little mighty band of, I don't know what, 50 here this morning. <laughs> um, but God flipped the world upside down with 120. And even like in the other past revivals, you guys, you've heard my spiels about it. I mean, he started with three and changed a nation with three. I mean, give me a break. God just does things differently, you know, and I want to know his ways. I want to know why he does what he does. I want to, you know, and um, he just, because he does things differently than my brain thinks that he should do it. <laughs> Anyway, so this morning, I really feel like the Lord uh, wants to encourage you guys and myself. Um, I want to talk about praying in the spirit. And um, I feel like this is a, a strategic tool and even weapon to be using during this time. Um, if you've been in the charismatic church for a long time, you know all about praying in tongues, praying in the spirit. So I encourage you guys um, don't tune out. You know what I mean? This is, I feel like the Lord's, there's something fresh on it and he's encouraging us to like kind of pick up that, I don't know, tool, weapon, whatever you want to call it again. Cause I'll be honest, I know some of us have laid it down for a season and, um, and you know, kind of like, when was the last time I prayed in tongues? You, you know, like one of those, and that's okay. There's seasons for things. But I really feel like right now the Lord is encouraging us to like pick up that tool again, okay? 
Um, so yeah, so I, I want to cover, you know, this is a strategic gift and a weapon during the times that we're in, and I want to kind of cover two areas. It's, a, it's an awesome weapon for intimacy, and, and I know it sounds weird to call like a, uh, intimacy a weapon, but it is. And uh, your intimacy with the Lord is a weapon. And your proximity to the Lord is a weapon, okay? And um, so I want to talk about that, and, I, and I, I want to also talk about how it really does bring the kingdom of God when we pray in the Spirit, when we pray in tongues. Um, so I'm going to start off right uh, in Ephesians six eighteen. If you got your Bibles, go ahead and turn to that. And I really feel like I just want to establish a couple of scriptures that like just highlight the importance of praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues. Because I think it's important for us to know, like, it really is in the Bible. <laughs> and it's really, it's, it, it's, it's actually an important tool and gift for us. Okay? So let's, I'm going to read right here. Pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the Spirit. And with all manner of prayer and entreaty, to that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the saints. Okay? And then in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, Paul is saying, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. That's kind of a weird thing to say, but I mean, he first off, he was, he was talking about order of worship, um, but this line alone shows you, man, the Apostle Paul, he prayed in tongues. He spoke in tongues a lot. Because he's saying to this whole church who was known for walking in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I pray in tongues more than all of you. I speak in tongues more than all of you. So that should kind of give you a, a, um, a picture into his personal relationship with the Lord. If the Apostle Paul thought it was important, don't you think we should be, think it's important? You know what I'm saying? And then there's this command in Ephesians 6 about praying at all times in the Spirit. You know? There's this encouragement to, like, go after praying in the Spirit, to not neglecting it, okay? And then in 1 Corinthians 14, 5, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues. Now, if you've been in, in Morningstar for a long time, you've heard us all say that, you know, the scripture, you may all prophesy. And we believe that and we strongly uh, teach that. But it also says that uh, right here in 1 Corinthians 14, 5, I would like that every one of you to speak in tongues. It's a gift for all believers. You can have this gift. Some of you guys might not have ever spoken in tongues or prayed in tongues before, prayed in the Spirit. That's okay, but it's available to you if you want it. And um, for those who do have that gift and, ha and do practice it, he's encouraging you to use it, right? And if you've been around like Christians a lot, there is such a, a weird division when it comes to tongues. Have you guys noticed that? It's weird. You go, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the charismatic stream. We're all cool with it. We run with it, right? But we're a very, we're a small part of the, the large body of Christ. You guys are aware of that, right? And the larger body of Christ, a lot of them completely don't even want to go there. 
you bring up tongues, you bring up praying in the spirit, and then just like it just shuts them down. And there's like this division that comes. You guys ever wonder why that's there? It's powerful. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, why is it a place of contention? The enemy knows how powerful praying in tongues is. So he has actually sown doctrine of demons. I'm going to say it right now that the gifts and all of those things have gone away, that they left, like when the last apostle died, when Apostle Paul died, whoever was the last one, I don't know who it was, I think it was John. When he died, it was done. That's a false doctrine. But the enemy, he's sown it into the church because he knows the power of tongues. He knows the power of this gift. Now, he's done that with a lot of the other gifts too, but he has basically remove this awesome tool and weapon for majority of the body of Christ. You guys get that? That alone should tell you the importance of it. If the enemy is afraid of it, man, we should be using it, right? All right, so um, the enemy, he knows the power of it, and he's tried it to remove it from the church's arsenal, all right? So number two, it's an awesome gift for us to deepen our relationship with Jesus, all right, and I'm just going to go through these. I got a bunch of scriptures here, just kind of solidify these things. And a lot of this is uh, just for reminding you guys of, of the importance of this. First Corinthians 14, 4. He who speaks in a strange tongue edifies and improves himself. And then in Jude 20, it says, But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, Keep yourself in God's love as you wait for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ to bring you eternal life. So there's a theme here. So I just want to kind of break down what kind of goes on when we pray in the Spirit. So what, what, what are these two scriptures saying? What are they saying happens? What's a result of us praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues? Edify? What, who does it edify? Right. It builds you up. It builds me up in our spirit, man. It literally is strengthening you, and it builds your faith. Do you want more faith? Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Now, I don't know all the intricacies. I don't know. I can't totally see everything that's going on, you know, in our spirit of when we're praying. But I know one thing, that it strengthens your innermost man, okay? We need to be strong in this time right now. I'm telling you, we need to be strong. And I feel like the Lord's saying, in this time, build up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Okay? Because there's like a, uh, there is kind of an interesting exchange that kind of goes on. Kind of the, I don't know what you want to say, the science behind it, what goes on when we're praying in the Spirit. Because the Bible says that when you, you pray in, in the tongue, if my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. Okay? So when we're praying in tongues, when we're speaking in tongues, our brain kind of is like turned off. Okay? A lot of us in the Western world, we don't like that. <laughs> we don't like our mind to be shut down. We want to be in control, right? We're an intellectually uh, based society, we, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I love education, you know, I have my master's degree. I love learning, you know, but like sometimes our brain needs to just shut down for a second. <laughs> 
because a lot of times we don't necessarily know and we can't actually ascertain what is the will of God with our natural brain. Human wisdom will never figure God out. Never. That's why Paul prayed in Ephesians, I, give, I pray you get a spirit of wisdom and revelation that you would know him better. We need the Holy Spirit to discern and know the will of God and to know him. So that being said, so when we pray in the spirit, our spirit, man, is, it's like we're yielding. It's like we're, there's like a surrender to the Holy Spirit saying, Holy Spirit, take control. And you, it says right here uh, in 1 Corinthians 14, I, I want to read this part. In 15, it says, what is the outcome? You know, for if I pray in tongue, my spirit prays and my mind is unfruitful. What is the outcome then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the mind also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with my mind also. You notice a word that's repeated multiple times in there? I will. I will. Okay, so it's not something that like you just kind of like um, wait for it to happen. Lord, okay, I'm going to pray in tongues. Wait for it. No, you use your will to step out in faith to pray in the spirit. Did you know that? We, the gifts operate by faith. Now, sometimes the Holy Spirit does come on people and boom, they're speaking in tongues or boom, they're prophesying whether they know or feel it or whatever. You know what I mean? But in our everyday life, and our everyday devotional walk with the Lord, we will pray in the Spirit. We use our will. We choose. Lord, I'm yielding to you. I'm, I'm yielding my mind, my heart, everything to you, Holy Spirit. Lord, pray. Pray through me. Pray with, through my spirit, man. And you open your mouth, and you just start praying, Right? And there's like such an intimacy that takes place there. You know, the Bible says that our spirit and the Holy Spirit are one. You experience that intimacy when you pray in the spirit. There's a closeness that comes with the Lord when you pray in the spirit, whether you feel goosebumps or not. It's happening. Okay? So the Holy Spirit, he's empowering us to pray. He's giving us the words. And you guys ever wondered why God sets up what he does? I, I want to be, you know, because I, I, I'm always asking God, why you do what you do? You know what I mean? And it's not out of like, kind of like trying to, you know, get all the information about God. I just want to know him, you know? I want to know him intimately. I want to know everything about him. You know, I'll never get to the bottom of him. We'll never get to the bottom of him, but we will always and continually be finding out who he is. And I always ask these questions to the Lord. It's like, Lord, why do you do this? It's kind of weird. It's kind of backwards. My brain says, you know, why did you set it up that we were going to pray in this weird tongue that, I'll be honest, my brain says, man, this is weird. <laughs> what are you doing here? When I first prayed in tongues, I was like, what is going on here? What is this? My brain was like, you are making this up. <laughs> you know, I mean, my natural mind was just, it just, it's like 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It's like the things of the spirit are foolishness to the mind, you know? And like, uh, so anyway, um, you, ever, you guys ever wonder that? Why, God, why tongues? I mean, it's strange. Why do you want to pray your will in a language I do not know through me? You ever think about that? 
Because <laughs> we what? You can't screw it up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but there's something more there. Why are we a middleman? Why are we a middleman between the Holy Spirit and the Father? You ever wonder that? God, why? If you know your will and, you, and the Holy Spirit knows the mind of God, he knows the will of God, he is God, and he's praying through me, my spirit, to heaven to see prayers answered, why, why does God do that? You ever wonder that? Fellowship. Yeah, that's right on. Yeah. Intimacy. Got one word for you. Intimacy. The cross, that's what it was. Intimacy. He longed for intimate relationship with you and I. That's why he does everything. That is the motivation of the Father. That's why he set it up so weird. <laughs> That's why he set up kind of this strange gift that my brain thinks is weird. It's causing intimacy. It's building my most holy faith. It is building my intimate relationship with the Lord. Okay? It's kind of like this. Like uh, this past week, um, this is, this is crazy. It was awesome. Like uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter, Annabelle, uh, she just came up to me in the middle of the week and she was just like, hey, dad, um, I know you're like working on this car. I got, you know, and do uh, you think I can help? I was just kind of, because normally I'm doing it by myself or like maybe one of the boys come and kind of help me. And uh, I was like, yeah, definitely, you know? And because um, like, it, it was like, I'll be honest, she wasn't necessarily interested in the car. You, you know what she was really interested in? Spending time with her daddy. I recognized, I knew it was the Holy Spirit. He was like, Paul, say yes. Paul, say yes. This is father, daughter, you're building. And of course, I was like, yeah, totally. <laughs> Come on. And so we, uh, we worked on this car. I mean, we, we literally replaced the front suspension. I mean, it wasn't like this little, we changed the oil. We replaced the front suspension of this Beamer I'm working on. And like she was using the air hammer and everything, you know. And she loved it. And I would ask her questions. Hey, do you remember what we just did? No, she didn't really remember. <laughs> but she, she wasn't, that's why she wasn't, she wasn't there for that. She wanted to spend time with her father to see work get done. You know, our father's the same way. He could get the work done in a like blink of an eye. But he wants you, he wants me to be involved in bringing the kingdom of God here on earth. So when you're praying in the Spirit, it is an intimate exchange between you and the Holy Spirit interacting with the Father. And it's bringing the will of God and it's bringing the kingdom of heaven here on earth. Does that make sense? That's what he's interested in. God wants to see the work done. He's all about, he's working, right? We were singing that, right? <laughs> and Jesus said, my Father's always working. He wants to see the work done, but he wants to do it through us because he values relationship over getting stuff done. Does that make sense? Because that's the most efficient, inefficient way to get anything done, to use people like us. <laughs> really? He doesn't care. He's not after that necessarily. That is the end goal, but he wants you. He wants you. He loves spending time with you. He loves to hear your voice. 
That's what he's interested in. Yeah. That's powerful to me. I mean, a lot of times we kind of over-spiritualize the spiritual gifts, and it's all about power. It's all, it is. We love power. I love power. We need the power of God. We need the love of God. We need the, the, the encounters. But what we really need, we need intimacy with him. We need intimacy. Everything else comes out of that. Power comes out of that. Love. Being able to have power to love our enemies comes out of that. Okay. So this is an awesome gift. It's an awesome tool for us to be using right now. It's praying in the spirit. It's building your relationship with him. It's building intimacy with Jesus. All right. I think I nailed that one down. You guys know. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um, yeah, so we are giving him control. We're giving Holy Spirit control. God is interested in the work, his kingdom coming, but he is more interested in the relationship that is formed doing the work. Just as like, I didn't need Annabelle to help me fix the car. Didn't need it. But I wanted her to be involved with it because it was, I knew it was building something there between me and her. You know, She was getting to know me. I was getting to know her doing the work. All right. So number two, um, so it builds intimacy. And number two, we get to know the, spirit, the secrets of God. How many of you guys want to know the secrets of God? How many of you want to know the will of God? How many times have you guys prayed, God, what's your will in this situation? I don't know what to do. Has anybody ever prayed that? <laughs> of course, we pray it all the time. God, I don't know what to do. My eyes are on you. My, one of my favorite scriptures, <laughs> King Jehoshaphat. You know, Lord, I don't know. Well, this is an awesome tool because of 1 Corinthians 14, 2. Turn to it if you got it. For one who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to people but to God. For no one understands him or catches his meaning. But by the Spirit, he speaks mysteries, secret truths, hidden things. This is 1 Corinthians 14, 2. Now, this is the Amplified I'm reading from here. Because that's where he speaks mysteries. It's not a mystery that, oh, I don't know what it is. I guess, I don't know. You know, and we just kind of like passively move on. No, these are mysteries that you can find out. They're secret truths. They're hidden things for you to find out. Okay? So when we're praying in the spirit, when we're speaking in tongues, when you give a message in tongues or whether you're praying in spirit, there's different kind of tongues here. Um, you're speaking mysteries. You're speaking secret truths, hidden things of God. I don't know about you. I want to know what his secrets are. I want to know what his truths are. I love the prophetic because I get to know him and how he thinks and how he does things. You know, we get like, when we get a prophetic word for somebody, it's like him coming alongside me like, hey, Paul, see that dude over there? You know, blah, 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 blah. You know, I, it's like he's just sharing our, his secrets to us, and we get to be these messengers of the secrets of God. That is the prophetic in the nutshell, okay? But guess what? When you're speaking in tongues, it is kind of a prophetic gifting because you are speaking secrets and hidden truths of God. 
Now, most of the time when you're praying in tongues, you have no clue what you're saying, right? Your brain, right, is unfruitful, the Bible says. But guess what? Paul also goes on to say that if you do speak in tongues, pray that you may interpret. Sometimes we just stop. when We just pray tongues or we give a word of tongues and we just kind of stop and like, oh, I did my spiritual thing. No, I'm encouraging you and the Bible's encouraging you. Ask him, what are you telling me? What am I praying? And this might happen to you accidentally. It, 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 guess what? It already does. I'm going to tell you right now. You'll be praying in the spirit and all of a sudden, you know, your brain's kind of like finally quiets down and all of a sudden you're just praying in tongues and somebody just pops in your head and it's kind of this random thought. Guess what? You're probably praying for that person, the will of God in their life. Does that make sense? So I encourage you guys. The Bible encourages you. You can know the secrets of God. You can know what's on God's heart and what's on his mind by praying in tongues and asking him to interpret. Okay? God, what are you saying? What am I praying right now? Okay? Does that make sense? You know, because, and I said it when we were talking about earlier, God shares his secrets with his friends. John 15, 15 says, I do not call you servants any longer, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you my friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. We're friends of God. And he wants to share his secrets with his friends. Okay, and one of the awesome ways to do that is praying in the Spirit. So, like, how do we actually, like, so, and I mean, everybody's got their own way of how you guys, like, pray in the Spirit. I encourage you to keep on doing that. But I, I want to also encourage you guys, if, you, if you're kind of new to this or you kind of haven't done it in a while, I encourage you. Uh, I'll just kind of share some of the practical stuff. You know me, I'm very practical about our walk, how we actually do things, you know, uh, practically and not just theorize about the things of the Spirit. And um, this is a lot of times, I'm not saying every single time, a lot of times this is what I do when I'm praying, when I begin praying in the Spirit. I've learned that sometimes when you sit down to pray, you get in your quiet time with the Lord or whatever, you're just, your mind's racing on all kinds of things, the things of the natural. And that's okay. I mean, we live in, in the natural, right? So our minds are on like, okay, I got to do this. I got to go here. I got to pay this bill. You know, I literally, how many times are you guys praying? And you're like, oh, wait, I forgot to pay that bill. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. I'm like, really? Come on now. Shut up, brain. <laughs> like, I'm trying to get spiritual here. <laughs> And I'm thinking about money. No. <laughs> Come on. You know, and so one thing I've really learned in my walk with the Lord is like praying in tongues is this awesome tool to shut the brain. <laughs> shut the, the, your, your thoughts down, that constant kind of jabbering of do this, do that. Oh, wait, what about this? You know, or squirrel, you know, or whatever. You know, however your, your, your mind works or whatever. I've noticed when I like I begin when I pray in the spirit and I don't stop until I quiet myself. Like and that might take two minutes, that might take thirty minutes. <laughs> but there is uh, this what ha- what is happening. The science that's going on is you're yielding your mind, your will, your emotions to the Holy Spirit when you're praying in the spirit. 
And finally, they all kind of come in line and allow your spirit, man, to be in charge instead of your flesh or your soul or whatever. Does that make sense? So when you're praying in the spirit, it's like finally, your brain kind of like finally quiets down and you can actually start hearing his voice a little clearer. Same thing kind of happens when you're fasting, but that's a different teaching. <laughs> so it's an awesome tool so in your devotional time. If you find yourself just like your mind racing, just stop, just yield to the Holy Spirit and just begin to pray in the Spirit. And don't stop. He is totally practical. Holy Spirit is like super practical. And he's like, he loves to see rubber hit the road, if you know what I mean. Like he loves to, see, he, he's cool with like, you know, going into the deep things of God, but he wants to see it actually applied to our life. We're actually living it out. So Holy Spirit, he's all about that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Thank you for not giving up on me, <laughs> you know? And um, so, yeah, so that's just like a practical thing for you guys to like to, to do when you're, when you're spending time with the Lord. Use this awesome gift to build up your most holy faith, to, to bring intimacy into your relationship with the Lord and to quiet your mind because this is one of my favorite scriptures. It's like, this is like, I've been stuck on this. Romans 8, 6. The mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. So when you actually, and that is what is happening when you're praying in the spirit. You are saying, brain, you're not in charge. Holy Spirit, spirit man, you're in charge. And guess what? It comes out from there and our brain is actually a tool and we're actually able to interpret what's actually going on in the spirit. Because our brain has the capacity to know revelation of God, but it doesn't start here. It starts here in your spirit. Does that make sense? And it goes from here to here. Okay? Never starts here. Starts here. Okay? <laughs> All right, cool. So let me wrap this up here. It's a mighty weapon for our arsenals. Second Corinthians 10, 3, 4, you guys know this scripture. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. What's the word that's repeated over and over in this one? What's the point? What? Flesh. You cannot defeat spirit with flesh. You know that, right? You might try to will or try to like, I don't know, love somebody in your own strength or whatever. You cannot defeat the principalities, the spiritual powers of the enemy that are going on around, whether we know it or not, with your own effort. You can't do it. Our weapons are not carnal. They're spirit. Okay? You guys know this, so I'm just kind of like bringing this to remembrance. You can't defeat a spiritual enemy with flesh in the natural. You defeat spirit with spirit. So praying in the spirit is an awesome, powerful, I would even go call it nuclear weapon in the, in the spirit. It demolishes strongholds. You know why? This is why. Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the spirit also helps our weaknesses for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So when you're praying, your spirit is praying by the, empowered by the Holy Spirit, you are praying the will of God. So you got the Father, 
You got the Holy Spirit who's searching the mind of the Father for the will of God. Then he's sharing that with you, and then you're praying it back to the Father. This is a weird kind of thing going on in the Spirit, you know? But it's all about relationship. But if you are literally praying the will of God to be here on earth as it is in heaven, how, much, how many of us know that it's going to happen? It's going to happen. So I encourage, I'm encouraging you guys, this is a super powerful weapon in our arsenal during this season right now in our country to pray in the spirit, to pray the will of God for our country and to see the kingdom of heaven invade our country and to invade Wilmington and invade Morningstar Fellowship Church. It is available to you. It's available to me. Your brain and the enemy is going to come along and tell you, this is crazy. You're just jibber-jabbering, whatever. You're making all this stuff up. Stop. You know, you're not doing anything. This is silly. Your carnal mind, you know, or your flesh is going to be like, yeah, nothing's going on. You know, this is all made up, blah, 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 blah. You know why there's such a battle sometimes? Because you're doing damage, nuclear damage to the to the enemy's kingdom, and he wants you to stop. So he's going to throw everything at you. Stop praying, stop praying. Crap, Josh is praying in the spirit over there. It is like releasing angels into his home. He's just completely thwarting everything I'm trying to do in his family. Josh, stop. You're just making this stuff up. That's what you're going to hear. I'm going to tell you right now. You guys already know this. You do hear this. I've been praying in the spirit. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit when I was... 18. I've been praying in the Spirit since then. I don't know how many years it is, 20 years. I still hear that idiot's voice saying, you're making this up. I'm like, shut up. I've been doing this for 20 years. I know what it's doing to you. That's what I tell them. I know what I'm doing and what the kingdom is doing to you. I'm going to keep praying. All right. I'm just going to close it real quick with this. Uh, uh, this story about just just practical. Uh, I remember one time when I was uh, I was going to school at um, University of Maryland. Any, any Marylanders out here? You know, I know there's some Marylanders watching on the, the stream, but um, anyway, uh, I, I worked part time at Olive Garden, and uh, and I remember. I met this one uh, hostess there, and uh, you know we were friends, and we kind of talk. And all of a sudden, like one day, she just kind of comes up to me. It was real awkward. I was like, she's like, "There's something different about you. You're you're a believer, aren't you? You're a believer." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, totally." I was like, "You know, are you?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah." She's like, "You know, I saw the Lord on you, and and uh, I just knew that you were a believer." And then we connected, you know. And she was kind of a brand new believer, and she uh, whatever. I was kind of a brand new believer too, but. Um, and so, she, but she would come to my home group that I was having on on campus, and you know, would, you know she would come do stuff or whatever. And um, and then one, I remember walking into work one day, and she's like, "Oh, Paul!" She was so excited. She's like, "Paul, Paul, Paul! Guess what? I'm going to go get baptized." I was like, "That's awesome! Yeah, that's really cool." And she's, I was like, "Where? Like, where are you going to get baptized? Like, you know, because I knew she went to this church. She was part of this youth group." And she's like, oh, um, yeah, my friends that I'm living with, uh, I'm going to get baptized in the Mormon church. I was like, what? 
was like, whoa, 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 hold up, back up, back up, back up. Um, you know, and I tried to talk to her. You know, I was like, you know, Mormons, they don't, their Jesus is not our Jesus, right? You know that, right? And just kind of broke it down. I've, I've dealt with Mormons in my past. I've had actually some friends in high school stuff that were Mormons. They don't believe in the same Jesus that we believe in. And um, so I began to break down the Joseph Smiths of all that, you know, craziness. And, um, and she just wouldn't hear it. She couldn't hear it. And she's like, oh, no, no, they believe in the same Jesus. They were saying, they were quoting all these scriptures, da, 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 da. And I was like, what in the world? I didn't say it to her. I was just like, Lord, but I was grieved in my heart. You know, I was just like, dang, what is going on? I was so grieved that I just, I left, I, I didn't leave work. I went to the back to the employee bathroom and I just locked the door. I was just like, I don't care about working right now. This is crazy. I was just grieved. And, uh, and I was like, Lord, I don't know what to pray here. It's just like, there's something, she's not getting it. I'm giving all the arguments of like, this is a cult that you're getting baptized into and blah, 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 blah. And she was not hearing it. And I was like, Lord, what's going on? And the Holy Spirit immediately said, this is spiritual. There's something spiritual. You cannot defeat spirit with flesh. So I was like, okay, Lord, what do I, you know? And I felt like him say, pray in the spirit. So I was like, okay. So just prayed in, prayed in tongues in the employee bathroom of Olive Garden in Ellicott City, wherever it was, for about five minutes. I mean, I, I was just going after it because I was grieved for, for my friend. And, um, and I just felt like this break. I was like, cool. I'm done. It's done. You know, I don't know how to explain it. Just, you just kind of didn't feel like praying anymore. It was done. Got out of the bathroom, went back to work, you know. And um, a week later, uh, she comes up to me at work, and she's like, Paul, 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 you all guess what happened? I was at my youth group, and my youth pastor got a word of knowledge that I was in this crazy deception of cult and all this other crazy stuff, so I read my mail, and like I got delivered of this crazy like deception stuff, and like I was like, Praise you, Lord. Like, I was like, thank you, Jesus. I was like, thank you, Lord. I was like, but I know that I was praying the will of God for her life in the Olive Garden bathroom, and heaven was being released into her life. I was saying a bunch of stuff my brain thought was jibber-jabber, but I was actually releasing nuclear spiritual weapons in the spirit. Does that make sense? And it changed this girl's life. She almost got pulled into a cult. It would have ruined her life. She would not have been walking with the same Jesus that we walk with. Okay? Um, so anyway, that is the power of the Spirit. I got a bunch of stories about this. I wish I had more time I could share more about. But, man, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of praying in tongues is at your disposal right now, right here, Today, when you go home, when you're driving home from work, when you're driving home from church, I'm encouraging you, pick up that weapon during this time. It's needed in our country right now. We need to pray the will of God. We need to pray heaven on earth. And while you're praying, ask the Lord to interpret what you're praying, and then pray with your mind. Apostle Paul said, pray with the Spirit, and then pray also with your mind. Okay, he's going to give you intel. He's going to give you specifics. He's going to tell you his will. You're going to you're going to know it. Pray out. Pray with your mind. Pray with your spirit. Okay, cool. 
Oh, man. All right. So anyway, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, hey, let's pray. Let's pray, right? Well, Lord, thank you. First and foremost, that you want intimacy with us. Thank you, Lord, that that is number one on your mind right now. You want to know us, and you want us to know you intimately. Thank you for this awesome gift. Thank you for this awesome tool of praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues, that we can intimately come to know you better. Because that is our number one prayer, God. That's why we're here. That's why we're doing what we're doing. You. We want you. And Lord, we just thank you also just for the power that is released. Thank you for this partnership. We get to partner with the God of the universe with this gift. And I just pray, Father, right now that anybody watching, anybody here who has not received this gift, Lord, I just encourage you right now, receive it. It is yours. It is a free gift. Bought purchased for you already by the finished work of the cross. So receive it by grace through faith right now. And if I, I encourage you, if you, have, if you never step out in faith, just like all, all gifts of the Spirit, they operate the same way. It's by faith. When we step out and prophesy, we're stepping out in faith prophesying. When you step out in tongues, you're stepping out in faith it's a little scary, especially if it's your first time. I encourage you. Or if you haven't done a long time, I encourage you. Just stir it up. Fan that flame inside of you. Go ahead. Just do it now. I mean, why wait? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Lord. We love you, Holy Spirit. We love you. We are so grateful for you. Man, share your secrets with us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So I encourage you guys, let's make this real. Let's make this practical. And I know that's why uh, I was actually a little hesitant, like teaching this because we're in the charismatic church here. You guys have heard tongues and speaking in tongues a lot, a lot but I'm, I really feel, I felt the Lord just divert. I had another message and I just felt him like, just say, this is strategic right now. Pray in the spirit. Don't give up. Pray for your family. Pray for Wilmington Fellowship. Pray for Wilmington. Pray for our country. Yeah, and beyond, right? Yeah, cool.